Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. What's up, everybody? You are watching slash listening to the Command Zone podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong, and I'm joined today by a very special... Hello, it's Ashlyn! Yay, this is our first podcast. Outside of roundtables, this is, I think, our first real podcast together, right? Yeah, I think so. That and, like, the... Kozilek deck tech and yes that's right the Kozilek deck tech all right <laughs> so but this is our first ago. solo adventure as we uh venture forth in our party here i'm a cleric you are a i guess a fighter fighter sure, sure let's sure, go with it. yeah <laughs> uh and today we're going to be talking about the coven counters deck it's the selesnia deck from midnight hunt and we're doing our budget upgrade guide and today ashlyn you took the reins and you decided to go in and figure out what 10 cards to put in and what 10 cards to take out was it exciting an adventure for you oh my gosh i loved it this was probably the funnest thing I've done all week. I, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I enjoyed it so much. It reminded me of cosplay in mm, a sense. Nice. And how so? Uh, basically, you know, going through searching for like what works in your budget, the uh, whole like MacGyvering and yep, yep. building it uh, from with what you have. Very cool. Uh, budgeting experiences are always great and they're good for just general life as well. Before we get into it, though, we have a brand new sponsor for the show. It is Channel Fireball, a company that <clears throat> Ashlyn and I are very familiar with. Ashlyn, you've cosplayed for them in the past. Mm -hmm. We've been to their magic fests all around the world. And of course, very excitingly, they're announcing a new marketplace which comes out on October 1st. And if you're looking for the best place to buy cards, uh, Josh and I and everyone here at the Command Zone, we can't recommend it enough because they are only working with people that have valid business licenses, places that aren't just a kid out of a basement right. selling their cards, but rather people that grade properly and are going to be getting, competing for the lowest prices as well. And not to mention, if you buy any cards during this time, you are automatically entered to win some really cool prizes. Josh and I signed a bunch of foil soul rings. They're giving away a black lotus at the end of the month. So if you can hold off to buy your cards, awesome, do it. Otherwise, check out channelfireball.com and you're going to see a lot of awesome content there as well as the ability to buy some of the cards that maybe we talk about today on the show. 
Another sponsor of the show is Ultra Pro. They provide the play mats that you always see on game nights, the sleeves, the deck boxes, the dice, all of that good, cool stuff to make your battlefield look awesome. It's who Josh and I and the people here at the Command Zone trust to keep their stuff intact. I've been using their uh, Satin Tower deck boxes probably for seven years now. Their Satin Towers are so nice. They have yes. so many different options. And the colors, too. They have these really cool, like, like uh, very, I don't know, it was like purple and yellow and oh, green. Oh, the metallic. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. I really like the look of that. And the last way to support the show is directly at patreon.com slash command zone. You can, of course, get access to episodes like Game Nights and Extra Turns a day early. Some of us uh, then get to talk to us on Discord and ask us questions there. And we dedicate every single episode to a lucky patron. So this week's show is dedicated to Sunny Slash. I was very pleased when this came up on the randomizer because it's a very cool name. Sunny. You rock. rock. All right. Let's move into the main topic, Coven Counters. This is the new Selesnya deck from Midnight Hunt. The rules, as always, 10 cards in and 10 cards out. Total budget of around $30. Yep. And we're going to leave the mana base for the most part as is. So before we dive into it, we got to talk about the new Commanders. And these are two two-color commanders, uh, both in Selesnya. The first is Lenore Autumn Sovereign. Ashlyn, do you want to read the card? Yeah, so she has a new mechanic, which is Coven. Coven. And, oh, actually, do we start with her mana cost? Let's yeah, go with... Yeah, let's go the, the basics. <laughs> she is uh, two colorless and a green-white legendary creature, human noble. Uh, she is zero and four power. And she has Coven. At the beginning of your combat on your turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on up to one target creature you control. Then if you control three or more creatures with different powers, draw a card. Very interesting. So she can put a plus one, plus one counter on up to one target creature you control so she can mm -hmm. target herself. She's yep. a zero four. So typically you don't have many zero powered creatures in right. your deck. Coven, like you said, is a brand new mechanic and it wants to have a Coven. Sort of like a witch's gathering yes. of sorts of, of uh, creatures with different powers. So they're all like it's a zero power, two power, three power, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, and the best part is you get to draw a card if you yes. have three or more creatures with different powers. Um, she, of course, again, is a zero four. So she probably is not going to have the same power as another creature on the battlefield right. under your control. Um, but I like this in, in general. Anything that says card draw and is your commander is a good thing. Now, there is another legendary creature in the deck that you could run as commander, and its name is Kylar, Sigardian Emissary. This is three a green and a white for a legendary creature human cleric. It's a 2-2. Two -two. Whenever another human enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on Kylar, Sigardian Emissary. Other humans you control get plus one, plus one for each counter on Kylar. Uh, something that we're going to find when we look through this deck is there are a lot of humans in here. Uh, notably, yes. Lenore is also a human. And Kyler just grows, grows, grows. He's like a lord. So there's creatures in Magic the Gathering that plus one, plus one, or pump all of the other creatures of that same tribe. And it's kind of cool. Um, cards like Thalia's Lieutenant and Champion of the Parish. We've seen these cards in Historic really recently. They have really yeah. similar effects. And there's a, also a card in the deck called Huron Blade Elite that does the same thing. It's pretty cool, though. I think this could be a huge buff for your team. I like Kyler. I think Kyler is a really strong card. Mm -hmm. I think the other really cool thing about the text on Kyler is that it doesn't say um, non-token. Oh. So it can be tokens as well. That's a really good point. I actually like that quite a bit. Yeah. Typically, yeah, typically these effects are like whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield, so you can't, you know, go nuts with it. But in this case... Look at that. You could put a lot of counters on Kyler with tokens as well. Pretty cool. And on top of that, if you 
the I think it's the second text there. It says other humans you control get plus mm-hmm. one plus one for each counter on Kyler. It doesn't say what type of counter. Oh, it's not plus one plus one for each plus one plus one counter. No, it could it's be any counter. any counter. So it could be like a death touch or a lifelink counter yeah. if you're playing with those old cards from uh, Ikoria. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. Actually, that's really neat. So Kyler, you know, this does seem like it has more build around potential if you want to go for it. You can have a lot of fun with Kyler. Okay, so we of course always break down the decks and we look into its different parts to see how it functions. So this section of the episode is the do, 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 do. stats. Stats. Wow, that's a good deep voice. Thank you. Uh, so take us through the stats. Ashlyn, what does it look like in this deco? All right. So for ramp, we have 16 cards. Wow. That's nice. Yeah, it wasn't. I was actually pretty surprised by that. Uh, card draw, we've got six. Okay. Uh, single target remover removal, <laughs> we have 3.5. Okay. Yeah. So usually the 0.5 <laughs> designates a card that is like kind Pseudo. of conditional removal yeah. or it doesn't always do it, but it can be a removal. And then for board wipes, we have five. Okay. And then on the things that are very related to the deck, we have tokens and coven matters cards. So there's 16 total here. So this includes cards that say creatures with different powers, uh, token generators, and of course, walls, which is kind of for the coven matters part of it because the zero power is, you know, it's going to help you get to coven pretty normally. For human tribal, there are nine total cards that care about human tribal, but there are 23 total creature cards that have the subtype human on them. So that's a huge part of the deck. That's a significant portion. And as far as plus one, plus one counters go, there are 22 cards that mention it or care about it in some way. It's a lot. Yeah, so this actually looks pretty good, I think, in terms of the stats. 16 ramp, that's quite a lot. Now, of course... Not all these ramps we're talking about are like the two CMC, three CMC, like cultivates and rampant growth. Sometimes they're strapped to larger creatures that have an ability to help you ramp out. Um, But 16 is still a lot. Um, Single target removal is pretty low, three and a half. And we've seen in recent years that having more single target removal is generally better than not because there are a lot of big, crazy threats out there. Everyone needs to get rid of the Great Henge when it lands. Uh, And then card draw is a little low as well. But overall, you know, we've seen Wizards do a really good job sort of balancing out these pre-con decks, especially because they're really targeted towards newer players. And so being able to draw a bunch of cards and have a lot of ramp is important to making sure that you play the game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we'll see later on when we go through some of the deck, I think, but Mm -hmm. there's some interesting other ways to kind of deal with board states with some of the curses that are in the deck. Ah, interesting. But the board wipes... I, I am surprised with the amount of board wipes just because we are interested in having a lot of different power creatures on the oh, on the board. Right. Like, and board wipes are kind of, why would you get rid of your own board if you're trying to build it up with Coven? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I would have liked to see a little bit more single target removal, but right. yeah, like you said, pre-cons. We're working with what we got. Working with what we got, and that's why we do these upgrade guides so that you can get going and have exactly. a fun you know, pseudo competitive game with him. Okay, so let's talk about the deck value. This is the the exciting part for a lot of collectors out there. And this is, again, we're only taking into account the value of the reprints in the deck, which are 59 cards and not the new cards. Uh, because, you know, we don't know what those cards, what price will settle at. And it's important to see what were the cards that are being reprinted here for players that might want to just collect these or buy these up because they might have some cards that they would put into other decks or they could mold this and do a budget upgrade guy like we are. So... 
We looked, of the 59 reprints, the total reprint value was $73. And this is actually not great compared to the past. Uh, the Strixhaven average was $88, and the average pre-con reprint value of the past three years averages around the same of $87, $88. So it's a fair bit amount below. So I guess let's just jump into what the actual notable reprints are. So let's go down the list. What is the most pricey reprint in the deck? Uh, the most priciest one is going to be Bastion Protector. Yeah, so this is a card that was originally printed in a Commander set, yes. and we've seen a lot of those cards, you know, jump up in price over the years because they only come in the Commander set, not like a standard set, which gets opened a lot more, or even like a Modern Horizon set, which gets cracked like crazy. So Bastion Protector is a great card. It's two and a white for a 3-3. It says Commander Creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and have Indestructible. So that's just a three mana, always making sure that your commander is indestructible. A really powerful card, um, but that was all the way up at nine buck fifty. That might drop down now, thanks to this deck. The next card is a classic. It's Somberwald Sage, one of the 16 ramp cards in the deck. This is a similar creature. It adds three mana of any one color to your mana pool, and you can spend it only to cast creature spells. So it turns out that's really good in a deck that has a lot of creatures. Yeah, and the CMC is pretty high in this deck. Well, it's, it's like averaging around three, so I guess it's not too bad, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, look, if you're trying to cast two, three creatures a turn to exactly. get Coven, you're going to need some creatures like Summerhold Sage that will pump out them for you. And not to mention, Summerhold Sage also is a zero one. So that oh, actually yeah, works towards Coven quite well. Uh, what is this next one? This is an interesting card. I've actually never seen this card before today. <laughs> this one is called Herald of War. It's a uh, three white white uh, flying. Whenever a Herald of War attacks, put a one plus one plus one counter. Where are you? Right on there. oh thank oh you there's text there. Yeah, there's text. Oh and it's gone. Uh, counter on it. Angel angel spells and human spells you cast cost one less to cast for each plus one plus one counter on Herald of War. Oh Ooh, I like that. Okay so this comes out on you know five mana but it makes all of your other humans cost less so that seems pretty good that card was actually at five dollars another really powerful reprint Micaeus the Lunark this is a card that is allows you to tap it and remove a plus one plus one counter on it and you can put a plus one plus one counter on each other creature you control so you can already see the synergies there with this yeah. deck put the counters on remove them buff your whole team and if you're universally buffing your team then you're always going to still have coven if you had it before because it makes every creature's tower go up by one so it's not like they're competing with each other they all increase uni unilaterally i don't know uniformly yeah. uniformly <laughs> uh that was at four bucks and fifty cents swords of plowshares just another classic card that was at three dollars yeah. and creeping up more we've seen how good this card is along with path to exile and it's so good in this deck it's Especially very good with Tyler. Deck. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, sometimes if you someone goes to remove something, yeah, it it it's very very good. Okay. Uh, we also have Eternal Witness, Canopy Vista, Temple of Plenty, Talisman of Unity. These are all just great cards to have in general. Um, so they're very good, obviously in green and white. Um, Talisman of Unity. These are these lands that tap for colorless, or they can add a, you know the colors in this case green or white, and it deals the damage to you. But it's a two mana ramp spell. Champion of Lambholt, one of the best cards in the deck, and Lifecrafter's Bestiary sort of run up the rest of the reprints. So. Overall, I think the quality of cards of the reprints are really good. Uh, these cards will see play in a lot of different decks. You could put Swords and Eternal Witness and Livecrafters Bestiary in a ton of different decks. Same with Bastion Protector. Yeah. And we've seen in the past, sometimes the reprints are just like, well, these cards just haven't been seen in a long time, so they're really high up there. So it's good to see that. Okay, let's talk about one of the juiciest questions. <laughs> yes. What card do you think we should run as commander? So again, we have Lenore, Autumn Sovereign, which yes. is the front card of the deck, and Kyler, Sigardian Emissary. So what did you sort of settle on when you were building this deck, Ashlyn? Uh, so when I was building the deck, I actually went with... Uh, 
Kyler. Nice. I went with plus one, plus one humans all the way. Right. And you're going to buff up your team. You're going to make them really strong. And then you're going to swing in for the win, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's pretty, you know, straightforward. I think combat is one of those things that is typically the way most games are ended. And if you have a really strong, huge team, a card like Kyler does a lot of work. I think if you're building this deck, you can 100% kind of interchange the two and try it out. Oh, yeah. Because Lenore does let you draw cards, which is really important. Now, we're going to add a little bit of card draw as well in the um, car- as cards to add mm-hmm. section. But I think like there really is a legitimate argument for either one of these. Um, and for your budget upgrade, you went a little more on the humans route, right? I did. Yeah. For my upgrade, I went more humans, more counters, more focusing on like ETBs and everything like that. But I could totally see doing a Lenore and focusing on the covens and different powers and Mm -hmm. like focusing on that as well. Yeah. I think regardless of what you do, if you play Kyler or Lenore, you're going to have at least three different powers on the battlefield. Yeah. So the deck really, I think, synergizes well with itself. And the commanders, they aren't like two cards that like are diametrically opposed or go in two different directions. They're very, very similar. So that's kind of cool. You can actually interchange it out and test it out, see what you think. Okay, let's talk about the best cards in the deck. Uh, The first one I think is pretty obvious. It's Champion of Lamhole. This is one green green for a creature human warrior. That's a 1-1. And it says creatures with power less than champion of Lamhold's power can't block creatures that you control. And whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on champion of Lamhold. So that includes token creatures as well. This is just a huge win con, I think. It's mm-hmm. great for coven triggers. It's human, so you got human tribal. And it's just a straight up win condition, especially when you combine it with Kyler. Oh, yeah. Champion of Lamhold can be such a beast. Uh, there's so many different and so many different decks. If you like equip it with like, uh, I think there was like the Black Blade oh, yeah. artifact uh, in the Toski Extra Turns uh, game we had. Like it can be just so powerful in any deck. So absolutely yeah. in this deck, it is so strong. Yeah, effects that make people not be able to block are, I think, sneakily really, really good. Because a lot of times people go like, all right, well, I have an army. You can't come in because I can just block you all over the place. But Champion of Lamhole laughs at that and makes sure that you can't do it. And not to mention, it just has that static ability. So you don't even need to swing with the champion. It can just be kind of like an enchantment creature for you. All right, this next one I'm really excited about. This this. creature seems awesome. Uh, This one is Heronblade Elite. Uh, It's two and a green. And one one human warrior vigilance. Whenever another human enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one plus one counter on Heron Blade Elite, Ooh. and you can tap it. Add X mana of any one color where X is Heron Blade Elite's power. Wow, that's great! So this creature has vigilance. Yes. Let's say you play a ton of creatures and other humans, and again it counts tokens as well. And blammo, this thing goes up to like a 6-6. Six, six. You can swing with it mm-hmm. with Vigilance. And then you can tap it for six mana. Of any color. Of any color. Yeah. that's Not just green. <laughs> that's really exciting. I think this is a card that will see a lot of play in a bunch of different decks, especially plus one, plus one counter ones. But again, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's plus one, plus one counter. You can equip this with a sword and have it now equip. Oh, yeah. Uh, tap for like three mana or whatever. So Blade Elite seems like a really strong card. I look forward to seeing this in a lot of decks in the future. Another great card is Sigarda Heron's Grace. This is Mommy from Shadows over Innistrad. Three, a green and a white, four, five flyer. You and humans you control have Hexproof. And two mana, you can exile a card from your graveyard to create a 1-1 white human soldier creature token. So, like we've been saying, these tokens trigger a lot of your commanders. They trigger cards like Heron Blade, Elite, Champion of Lamholt, Lenore, Kyler, all of that good yeah. stuff. 
and you can pay two man to do it. Not to mention it gives you hexproof and your other humans hexproof. So they can't be like, hey, that Heron Blade Elite, let's get rid of it. No, Cigar just says no, no, no to that. So Not today. Really exciting. This is like got to be one of the best cards in the deck. It's totally a finisher. It's going to give you all of these humans at just two mana late game that can somehow buff up your team and make it huge and super scary and then blammo just trample on over for the win yeah there's few they're like most of the deck there are very few exceptions for non-humans and sigarda is yeah. one of them yeah exactly i would make an exception for sigarda in a lot of decks though she's great yes she is uh, another great card is this next one you want to read it it's uh, a new card yes speaking of sigarda uh sigardian zealot it's kind of like us yeah <laughs> exactly it's a uh, four colorless and a green human cleric uh, three three at the beginning of combat on your turn choose any number of creatures with different powers each of them gets plus x plus x and gains vigilance until end of turn where x is the guardian zealot's power okay this is interesting really unique at the beginning of combat on your turn choose any number of creatures with different powers yeah. so you could choose your opponent's creatures don't recommend it <laughs> yeah um, that's true but this obviously wants the coven thing right you got a two power three power four power creature you can choose all of them and then each of them will get plus x plus x and gain vigilance mm. so we've seen vigilance be really powerful in a deck like this i think vigilance might be the most important outside of trample because you want to attack but also not leave your shields down and if people see you have this massive army with kyler there they're going to want to attack you or be like oh cool they just attacked all their stuff is tapped get at them but Sigardian zealot really provides against that and it can also choose itself i believe yes it can yeah. choose itself pretty cool all right the last card also a brand new one it's called celestial judgment Four white white for a sorcery look at all these poor werewolves they're oh getting my wrecked. goodness it says for each different power among creatures on the battlefield choose a creature with that power destroy each creature not chosen this way so this might feel a little win more but i think it's actually really good so let's say you have five creatures out you've got a zero power a six power a five power and a three power you can look around the board let's say ashland has like a one one and a two two and you and it goes all the way up to six you can say okay cool so each different power on the battlefield we're going to look at the board we have zero through six i'm going to choose four of my creatures two of ashland's and every single other creature gets blown up so that's pretty cool it's a one-sided board wipe if ashland has a one one and josh has a one one i can be like i'm going to choose ashland's one one over josh's one one if you have a one one and all the creatures with different powers then you get to choose which ones stick around but this can be a pretty one-sided board wipe. It's really new. Uh, it's, I would say, like, it'd be really interesting to see how this plays out in a lot of different uh, scenarios. It is interesting. I, like, I'm on the fence. Yeah. I, I want to see how it plays out because I like what you said where it's, like, a political thing. It, uh -huh. it could turn into, like, a, yeah, I'm going to save your two creatures and all of mine, and then we'll blow up the rest of the board. <laughs> but I'm also, I, like, it... It, I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around it because to me it's very similar to Tragic Slip where it comes to like what you choose and how it affects things. Yeah. And I, I just see this instance where like for some reason your creatures are very similar or mm -hmm. like it ends up being where you, you do have all your counters end up like catching up to each other or something and <laughs> it's just dead in hand. So I'm, I'm on the fence and I want to see how it's played out to see how it I definitely think this does run the big risk of just being really dead in your hand. Yeah. Like, if you draw it and you have no creatures out, it looks awful because you're only killing other things and you're not actually, like, you're not protecting your board to kill other things. You're just getting rid of certain things. This also looks really bad if someone has, like, a 9-9 out or, oh, like gosh. A, or, like, a giant Eldrazi uh, playing against you, Ashlyn. Yes. And then it's like, cool, I'm going to save my three creatures and, and your, your Eldrazi. Eldrazi, too. 
But maybe you could turn it into something political. Uh, maybe you can sort of like turn the tides, being like, hey, if I save your creatures, don't swing them at me. Because um, I could totally see some moments where someone's like, please, please don't kill my Sun Titan. I really need it. I'm like, great. Well, in that case, give me a turn or whatever it right. is. Um, so those are the best cards in the deck. We've done the nice, fun exercise of talking about what cards are the best, who we should run the Commander and the Noble Reprints. When we come back from our mid-roll break, we're going to talk about the important thing, cards to add and cards to take out and how the deck plays. So stick around. We'll be right back. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, welcome back. We are doing the Coven Counters Budget Upgrade Guide. Now, Ashlyn, for this deck exercise, has chosen Kyler as the commander, which means that we are looking at a heavy human sub-theme. So for that, I'm going to keep that in mind going into this. Let's talk about the 10 cards to add. And I got to say, I'm in love with this first one. I think this is a card that everyone should be looking at if you want to, you know, get a great card that does a really important effect in Commander. What is it, Ashlyn? The first card we are adding to this deck is Teleportation Circle. Whoa, 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 whoa. It is a three and a white enchantment at the beginning of your instep exile up to one target artifact or creature you control then return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control very nice so this is a flicker card yes. uh really important to do stuff like this in white decks because you need all the value that can get 
Uh, three and a white, really important as well. It's like a pretty decent mana cost for, I'd say, an effect like this. And what's not to love? You have Eternal Witness in this deck, so you could do that again. You have Elite Scale Guard, so you can bolster up a bunch. You got Riders of Gavany, which is a card that lets you give protection for your humans, but you could reset it and choose something new based yeah. on the board state. And then, of course, you're going to trigger your cards like Juniper Order Ranger, Heron Blade Elite, and just keep getting more and more counters, and Kyler, too. Yes. there. Yeah, there's so many ETB triggers in this, and like being able to do that every turn, I just thought that this would be a great addition to the deck to really utilize everything that already comes with the deck. Yeah, you, I mean, you could totally see this as being like a second copy of a lot of cards in your deck. So you'll exactly. play this and blam, you flicker a human that comes back in and triggers a bunch of stuff. You're going to get huge counters and it's going to buff up your board or it's going to get you tons of value. So I really like this card a lot. Uh, the next card you added, mm. I didn't even know this card existed because yes. it's such a funny name. It's called Alpha Status. Two and a green for an enchantment aura, enchant creature. Uh, an enchanted creature gets plus two, plus two for each other creature on the battlefield that shares a creature type with it. Plus two, plus two for each other creature. Each creature. That is wild. So this is going to just pump up your team like crazy. Not to mention, I think every deck out there has at least a human in it. Yeah. So there's a good chance that even if you don't have anything on your battlefield, there might be another human out there. And imagine strapping this on Heron Blade Elite. Yeah. Like Heron Blade Elite, that's going to tap for so much mana. And I have to give a shout out to uh, Dana from EDH Rec for this because this was some tech from him for uh, Marwin. Oh, Marwin, the nurture. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, but also, imagine this on Kyler. Uh, yeah, that is going to be crazy because it's going to pump up the rest of your team with Kyler's power and ability. And it's going to pump it up by a ton. Yeah, well, I don't... Does it give it a counter? Oh, it doesn't give a counter. It doesn't no, get no, counters, no, right, but right. Kyler's going to hurt. Kyler's going to... I mean, Kyler's all, the, gonna all hurt. the cards in this deck are going to hurt. I want to put this on Heron Blade Elite and have yeah. it tap for like nine. That, that's the plan. That's the dream. Get oh. it on Heron Blade. Yeah, very nice. All right, this next card we've already mentioned, but it is just an all-star in any human deck. You want to read it? Oh, yes. Uh, Thalia's Lieutenant. I like sh That one is just... It's an automatic ad. Yep. Uh, it is a white... Uh, colorless and a white. Human Soldier, 1-1. One, one. Uh, when Thalia's lieutenant enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on each other human you control. Ooh. Uh, when another human enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on Thalia's lieutenant. Yeah, that's pretty great. Um, so obviously, this is a very heavy human-based deck. I think we said there were 23 total creatures originally with human on it. When this enters the battlefield, it's going to pump, pump, pump everyone up. Looks really great with Kyler. Gives it a plus one, plus one counter. And then it also works well with Coven because every single creature goes up, again, universally. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't like make one... 1-1 one, one into a 2-2, two, two, and the 2-2 two, two stays a 2-2. Two, two. The 1-1 one, one becomes a 2-2, two, two, the 2-2 two, two becomes a 3-3, three, three, and you still have two different powers there. And not to mention, Thalia's Lieutenant will just grow and grow and grow. Yeah, so even if you're doing Kyler or you're doing Lenore, it's a great addition to either, in all honesty. Yeah, totally. And um, on top of that, it's 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 a mini Kyler. It does the exact same thing, pretty much, except for it's not counting counters. But yeah. Yep. Yeah, and having that redundancy is really important in decks like this. Uh, next up is Mentor of the Meek. This is a card that we just love. I've talked about this card so oh, many yeah. times now. Two in the white for a 2-2 two, two human soldier. Whenever another creature with power two or less enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay one mana. If you do, draw a card. So this deck needed a little more card draw. Yep. This is a human's going to trigger a bunch of stuff. And you know, obviously you want to be able to use this over and over again, especially if you're using your Sigarda to make little 1-1s or whatever. So Mentor of the Meek is certainly my favorite kind of mentor because it draws me a bunch of cards. Yes. This next one's really great too. Oh yeah. Uh, so the next one is Path of Discovery. It's three and a green for an enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it explores. Hmm. So what does explore mean? Uh, explore means 
I will read the text because I'm probably <laughs> going to butcher it. Uh, basically, explore means reveal the top card of your library, put that card into your hand if it's a land, so pseudo ramp kind of. Um, otherwise, put a plus one plus one counter on the creature, then put the card, then put the card back. Wait, oh yeah, sorry. Then put the card back or put it into your graveyard. Yeah, so you get two choices anytime a creature enters the battlefield. Yeah. Uh, if it's a land, you just draw the card, which is great. That's yeah. card draw. And if it's not a land, if it's a creature, enchantment, sorcery, instant, whatever, you can choose. Okay, do I keep this on the top of my deck or do I bin it and put it in my graveyard? Uh, typically, you know, it's kind of like a scry yeah. uh, mechanic, but you get to get a plus one, plus one counter on the creature as well. And, and what do we like? We love plus one, plus one counters in this deck. Not to mention, you can do it on non on token creatures. So again, Cigar the Heron's Grace. You know, I could see a total six sequence where this is out, Cigar is out. You pay two mana, exile a card from your graveyard, make a one, one, you explore. You don't like that card, you put it in your graveyard, you pay another two mana to exile the card you just put in there and then blame you just keep going pulling plus and plus and counters if it's a lane you just draw the card so really great value engine and this card definitely i mean i think th this deck needs that momentum to keep yes. going especially uh because it's a creature based deck yeah especially if you're like late game and you're like running out of cards you need answers like just start going through your deck yeah great way to do so uh Next up is a new card from Strixhaven. It's Semester's End. Three and a white for an instant. Exile any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers you control. At the beginning of the next end step, return each of them to the battlefield under its owner's control. Each of them enters the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter if it's a creature and an additional loyalty counter if it's a planeswalker. Don't sleep on this card. No. There are a bunch of effects that do this in white. Semester's End is the newest version. This, of course, also targets planeswalkers, which is kind of cool. But this is a great way to protect your board against a board wipe. Yes. Someone goes to Wrath of God or Damnation. You play Semester's End. You exile your whole board, flicker it into non-existence. The board wipe happens. Everything dies. And then, blame your creatures come back. And they get, get more plus one, plus one counters. Um, now, this is one of those decks where when it happens and you have like a Thalia's Lieutenant and a Heron Blade Elite and a Juniper Order Ranger and stuff, you're going to need to order the triggers because yes. it's going to be a little confusing. But that is part of the complexity of playing the deck, and it's a good exercise as well. But you're going to have a huge board state by the time it comes back. You might even be able to do this on the end of someone's turn and just reset your board, give oh, it yeah. a whole new stack of counters or whatever, and make your board ready to go. I would even say if someone like goes to remove a single one of your really important creatures, Semester's End isn't the worst thing because you don't have to exile everything. You can just choose certain ones to come back in True. and trigger stuff. I would say... um. For Semester's End, also, like, if you do have counters, keep in mind, if you do select things with counters and you exile them... <laughs> they will go you away. You will lose those counters. But, again, if you're doing it to, like, finish something, like, if this is, like, a finishing move, you want to exile everything, reorder your counters. Yeah. It's a great way to do that as well. And you'll learn a lot about the game and the stack and uh, things entering the battlefield by doing this and probably playing this deck if you're going with the flickering route. Yeah, and it's kind of cool that you can choose any number. So, again, like, let's say you have, like, a 15-15. You don't want to exile that one. It's your Harem Blade Elite. You're going to exile other stuff as well and get the maximum value out of it. So, pretty cool card. All right, what's this next one? All right, this next one is a good one. It's Audric Lunark Marshall. Uh, it's three and a white for a 3-3 three, three human soldier. At the beginning of each combat, creatures you control gain first strike uh, until end of turn. And if a creature you control has first strike, the same is true for flying, death touch, double strike, haste, hexproof, indestructible, lifelink, menace, reach, skulk, trample, and vigilance. Nice. Always good to see Skulk on the card. <laughs> I uh, love it. This card is obviously very good. We've talked about how important Vigilance is in this deck, 
but you need win conditions. So yeah. a single creature with trample will give you a huge boost. Uh, even having, I think Sigarda is the best card actually for this because it gives everything flying and Sigarda gives your other creatures hexproof and that means it gives hexproof to Sigarda as well because Sigarda gives other humans mm. hexproof. Yeah, good point. So that's really cool. Audric, it just seems like one of those cards you play it and this is like another, again, this is my win condition. All of a sudden my 10 five fives have flying. You can just knock someone out on the spot. Next card is a fan favorite as well as a personal favorite it's a chroma's will from commander legends three in the white for an instant choose one if you control a commander as you cast a spell you may choose both Ooh la la. Uh, the first effect is creatures you control gain flying vigilance and double strike until end of turn so we just talked about how important flying and vigilance is and uh, if you control a commander you can choose this one or you can choose this one separately creatures you control gain lifelink indestructible and protection from all colors until end of turn so, Akroma's Will is fantastic. Yes. It's a modal spell. You got to choose one or both. If you have your commander, you can choose both. Um, it can protect your board, giving them indestructible. And we've seen how important cards like Heroic Intervention are, but pricey. Yes. Uh, and this is not so much. And it also gives you a win condition. So, this is, I'd say, a perfect card addition to the deck. Yes. And then next up, we have a very crucial card to the to this deck. Uh, it is Eldrazi Monument, Ooh. which is five colorless. It is an artifact. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and have flying and indestructible. There's flying again. Hey, hey. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice a creature. If you can't, sacrifice Eldrazi Monument. Okay, so presumably you're going to have a lot of creatures to be able to sacrifice. you got token generators oh, in yeah. this deck. You just have creatures galore. Uh, but more importantly, this is the kind of card where it's a five mana, maybe knock someone out of the game. This is a finisher. It, it Don't sleep, like... Don't sleep on this. It is a very good card. Um, I love it. I know a lot of other people who love it. Um, Give your creatures indestructible too. And that's just amazing in general. Um, Typically, you don't want to play this unless you're ready to win the game and you know you have creatures to sacrifice. If you can play this and have like a semester's end waiting as well or in Chroma's Will, then you are in such good position. Um, So really powerful card, obviously. Could you imagine? End step, someone's end step, semester's end. You're up, your turn. Drop an Eldrazi's Monument. Yeah. Swing for the win. Swing for the win. Ba-bop. Murder everyone. Uh, the last card we were at, we'll be adding to this deck is Castle Ardenvale. It's a great land. It enters the battlefield tapped unless you control a plane. So pretty much it's never going to enter the battlefield tapped, I think, in this deck. Yeah. You can tap it to add a white mana, or you can pay two white white and tap it to create a 1-1 white human creature token. And we've already talked about how good human tokens are in this deck. Just having another source of it is just a way to power out your combos and power out all these different triggered abilities. So, and Kyler, again, he doesn't care if yep. it's a token or not. So you can just, if you have nothing else to do, just make tokens for Kyler. Just make tokens. And honestly, that is one of the best things that this deck could be doing, um, especially if you have the extra mana late game to pump into this. Having an extra two or three creatures from a Castle Arm Veil, you're going to be really happy about it. And uh, if you need things to sacrifice to Eldrazi Monument, make those tokens. Yep. We have a couple of honorable mentions. Do you want to talk about this first one? It's a really fun card from Battlebond. Oh, yes. Uh, so we have Together for... Ever and ever and ever ever and ever. Uh, it's two white, or it's white white. Uh, it's an enchantment from Battlebond. Uh, whenever together forever enters the battlefield, support two, which means put a plus one plus one counter on each of up to two target creatures. Uh, you can pay. You pay one. Choose target creature with a counter on it. When that creature dies, this turn, return that card to its owner's hand. Hmm, very interesting. So let's say you wanted to swing out with your whole board and you swing out and someone's like, great, I can finally block that thing. Well, guess what? 
it had a counter on it probably because you bolstered most likely there's a thousand different ways to give it a counter let's say it's a thalia's lieutenant for instance mm -hmm. it dies you pay that one mana it comes back to your hand and then for one in the white you play it again and blam your board becomes freaking massive Even bigger yeah so really fun stuff i like this card quite and uh or you can protect your commander and then it goes back to your hand, and ah. then you don't have to pay commander tax. Yeah, that's great, actually. I think the commanders in this deck are, uh, Kyler especially, is pretty remove on sight. Um, if, you know, because it threatens to just kill everyone. So it seems like a pretty good thing. I also liked it because I thought it went really well with another card called Death's Presence. Which oh, is yes. in the deck? Which is in the deck, yeah. It's five that. in the green for an enchantment. Whenever a creature you control dies, put X plus one plus one counters on target creature you control, where X is the power of the creature that died. So, again, this is sort of doubling up. The creature dies, death's present is out. You're going to put those counters on something else. You pay that one mana with together forever, and it goes back to your hand, and then you can play it again. So you're, it's almost like a mini Ozolith, almost where it keeps the counters around, where in this case, it only cares about the power of the creature. So even if you have like a 4-4 flyer, this is going to put four plus and plus and counters on something. It doesn't move the counters specifically, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Very nice. Nothing goes to waste. Nothing goes to waste. Okay. Well, speaking of going to waste, let's yeah. do talk about the cards <laughs> that we want to take out. This first one's interesting. It's a brand new card. It's called Wall of Mourning. I'm mourning it because it's not, I don't think it's very good, but we'll see. Well, remember also for these cards, like we need to have a talk with them. It's, it's not, it's not them. It's just, they don't belong in this deck. There you go. Yeah. It's there just, you go. it's just, they're not for this. Yeah. We're just disappointed in you. Yeah. We're not angry at you. Uh, wall of Mourning is one in the white for a zero four wall. It has Defender. When Wall of Morning enters the battlefield, exile a card from the top of your library face down for each opponent you have. So this could exile potentially three cards from the top of your library. Yeah. And it has Coven. At the beginning of your end step, if you control three or more creatures with different powers, put a card exile with Wall of Morning into its owner's hand. Okay, this is interesting. I don't think it's very good, however. <laughs> You're exiling three cards yeah. as early as turn two, but you need to have Coven to even draw one of those cards into your hand. So maybe turn three or four you'll have those creatures and then you get one card and if wall of morning somehow happens to die between then you get then you get nothing so i don't love it um even if you can flicker it and all that stuff i don't love it either no it's it's a lot of hoops to jump through just to maybe get a card yeah uh i could see you know i think like there's one of those cards because we haven't played with it very much test it out see if sure. it works but something tells me that this is more often going to be a dud than anything else because anytime it asks you to have a big active present board state means that you're already working towards something that's pretty difficult all right uh or not difficult just it takes time and it's more volatile and right. again if you play wall of morning and you have no creatures and it's like a top deck later on in the game that sucks. And this deck, I think we want to be faster than that. Like, yeah. We're wanting to play things where we're putting counters on it and just like moving a lot faster than what that, that card's going to give us. Yep. Uh, what's this next one? The next one is usually a great card, but not for this deck. It is Geyer Sage. Yeah, put it is, into another deck. Yeah. <laughs> it's not this one. <laughs> Something that has elves, maybe. Yeah. Uh, a Geyer Sage. It is uh, one and a green. Uh, Elf Druid. And it is a one-two with Evolve. Uh, Evolve says, whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, if that creature has greater power or toughness than this creature, put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature. Uh, you can tap it to add green to your mana pool for each counter on Gyre Sage. Yeah, it would be amazing right? <laughs> if this think? was a human, because Thalia's Lieutenant would put... Oh, well, Thalia's Lieutenant would... Yeah, it would. A lot of other ca cards might be able to put plus one, plus one counters on it. But it's not. It's an elf. And we already have Heron Blade Elite sort of in this spot. Yeah. So I don't think this card is fantastic. 
It's not awful. It's just it's a good card. It. It's gonna ramp you, right? It's gonna right. at least like probably tap for one, two, three. But in a deck that's really trying to be humans focused with Kyler at the helm, I think you could just put this in another deck. Yeah. But it's not, you know, if you don't want to remove it, don't remove it. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. But definitely take out this next card. Yes. Enduring Scale Lord, four green white, it's a creature dragon. It's a flying dragon. Whenever one or more plus and plus encounters are put on another creature you control, you may put the plus and plus encounter on Enduring Scale Lord. Alright, this is a six drop, it's a dragon, it's a four four. You don't need this in this deck to win. There are no. plenty of other cards that are going to get you to that win without having to spend six mana on it. Just like look at the power level of Thalia's Lieutenant compared to Enduring Scale Lord. Also, this is a magnet for removal once it gets big, and I think this deck wants to go wide. So a card like this, a bit more on the top end of things, not so hot. Yeah, it's just going to suck up all your mana. You don't, you don't need it. Yep. Uh, this next one's fun. Uh, it's Bestial Menace. Ah, uh, yes. It's a three green green, a sorcery. It says, uh, create a 1-1 green snake creature token, a 2-2 green wolf creature token, and a 3-3 green elephant creature token. All right. What do all those things have in common? Mm, different powers, but not humans. Not humans. Yeah. So again, if Kyler's at the helm, and even if you are playing with Lenora as the commander, hopefully you do not need to be casting Bestial Menace in order to yeah. get Coven. Uh, none of the cards are humans. They just anti-synergize the law of the deck. So this makes a smart choice of cards. It's just slow. It's slow. Five mana for an effect like this it, obviously three creatures is great but i think you know if you could choose playing this or Sigarda, i'll take Sigarda. okay next up is kerbis harvest celebrant we talked about this in our monocolored commanders deck it's x green or commanders from midnight hunt it's x green green for a zero zero it enters the battlefield with a number of plus one plus encounters on it equal to the amount of mana spent to cast it and you can remove a plus one plus encounter from kerbis to prevent all damage that will be dealt this turn to another target creature with a plus one plus encounter on it mm. so it's not a human it's definitely clunky and it may also sometimes just have no legal targets oh, that's it can true only target a creature with a plus one plus one counter on it there may be a time when you just play this and it's just like a a five mana three three or five mana five five and that's okay but i think again there is better things to be doing and not to mention we're adding cards like a chroma's will that is going to be protecting your board so you don't really need a a curbis anymore there's already plenty of protection although i do see like I could just imagine this being in this deck. Like, whoever put this in this deck, I just want to give you a shout-out because I can imagine the only reason it exists is because it's there to protect the humans because yes, they were Kirby's. my friends. Yeah, Kirby's does look like he's he's trying to celebrate the Harvest Tide Festival <laughs> and, and not be a werewolf about it. All right, next up, we have Curse of the Clinging Webs. Okay, so it's an aura curse. We love these uh, for the Linda deck. Uh, this says every time a non-token dies, you get a 1-2 green spider creature token. It's cool. They're not humans. Um, this is like usually the spot that, you know, I think in the pre-cons to put cards that are just in the colors and sort of like are playing towards a new theme, or in this case, they're trying to print more aura curses. Uh, it's not great, especially if you have cards like Sigarda that want you to be exiling things out of your graveyard. How many times can I mention that card this episode? <laughs> Do you like Sigarda? Love Sigarda. <laughs> Uh, and again, you're also making tokens, so it doesn't synergize with that token part of it as well. So, you know, throw this in your other decks that want to have aura curses, but this is kind of a nombo, especially with like Thalia's Lieutenant mm. type effects where you want humans to be entering the battlefield. Next up is Biogenic Upgrade. Again, this is just a clunky spell. It's four green green for a sorcery to distribute three plus one plus one counters among one, two, or three target creatures. Then you double the number of plus one plus one counters on each of those creatures. For six mana, no thanks. 
Um, I think one of the dangers of this deck is hoping that you have a lot of creatures on the battlefield to even play cards like this. And then you're going the win more route of like, okay, cool. I have all these creatures. I can play these six mana right. finisher spells. But I think it's really risky, especially, again, let's imagine you just got board wiped and you're late game and you're top decking and you draw this card. Eh, it's not going to get you there. Not going to get you there. And I will say, like, when I was looking at what to cut, it's so tempting when you see something that says, like, the word counters when you have, like, when you're building for a commander that cares about those things. Like, it's yeah. tempting to want to, like, keep those types of things, but it's not worth it when it's that expensive. Yeah, and six mana, again, it, it might be the only thing you get to play that turn. And again, these are just really vulnerable to single target removal. Let's say you make a huge creature or whatever. So I think it's better to go wide. And with Biogenic Upgrade, it kind of forces you to put a lot of mana into a few creatures. I think this deck wins by like making eight to 10 creatures. And Biogenic Upgrade, even though it doubles the plus one, plus one counters, it's great. Doesn't seem like the place to be for six mana. All right, next up we have Dearly Departed. It is a, it's a four white white for a uh, five five spirit. You can just read the text here. <laughs> uh, flying, as long as Dearly Departed is in your graveyard, each human you control, uh, creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on it. Okay, this deck has no ways to discard. Uh, nope. We added a card called Path of Discovery, which might get this in your graveyard, but this is a, f otherwise this is like a four white white spirit that you have to play that then has to die for this thing to happen. Happen, yeah. Uh, there are already tons of ways to get plus and plus and counters on creatures in here, so it's a little redundant, so I think it's too much work to get here. Yes. And I love cutting cards that are six CMC and above. <laughs> it just means the rest of your deck is going to function much more smoothly. Uh, next up is Tristani's Summoner. Speaking of cards, 6 CMC and above. This is 5 green and the white. Oh. 7 mana for an Elf Shaman. Uh-oh, Elf. I don't like that. Nope. So 1-1, one, one, when it enters the battlefield, you make a 2-2 two, two white knight creature token with Vigilance, a 3-3 three, three green centaur creature token, and a 4-4 four, four green rhino creature token with Trample. Where are the humans at? Yeah. So same reasoning as before. It's kind of clunky, and we're, again, putting Kyler as the lead singer here, so we don't need Coven as much. Last card is Kessick Cage Breakers. Four and a green for a creature human rogue. Three, four, whenever it attacks. Create a two, two green wolf creature token that's tapped and attacking for each creature card in your graveyard. This isn't a graveyard deck. You're not milling yourself. Uh, you don't really want to do this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not it's not the worst. It's not the best. And if we have to cut 10 cards, it's a fine card to cut. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially compared to the cards that we're adding here, like Mentor of the Meek, Thalia's Lieutenant teleportation circle a card like this requiring you to go to combat it's just clunky okay let's talk about how this deck plays out i think it's pretty simple once you put these upgrades in and you have kyler as your commander you want to get a bunch of creatures out yep you want to buff them up and you want to buff kyler up so they get buffed up and then you just want to swing in for that big victory and you yeah. hold up some protection like semester's end the chroma's will pretty straightforward right yeah super straightforward you get a bunch of counters on uh you, it's a lot of sequencing with etbs and yeah you swing for the win yeah i think there's a world where if you just want to buy this deck and pick it apart for the pieces you can definitely use kyler in a cool plus one plus one counters matters deck oh yeah um there's lots of different i think decks that would work well with a bunch of different cards that we saw talked about here you have gyre sage and some other really fun ones so this seems like a really fun deck for someone that's just getting into the format and maybe this isn't where they end right this is where they start it's a really simple deck to get going with you don't even need to upgrade it to have fun with it out of the box right and from there you can have them decide cool do you want to add another color go a different direction and sort of run with that so i actually like it quite a bit i think this deck has a lot of flexibility in that regard okay that's gonna wrap it up for this episode uh or at least for the deck tech portion of it and the upgrade parts 
Good job, Ashlyn. I think you did yeah. a really good job. Uh, I really like that you chose Kyler as the commander. My sort of value-driven brain would have been like, Lenore, Lenore, it draws you cards. <laughs> oh, no. It was so much fun. I really I really enjoyed doing this. And yeah, Kyler's really fun. Lenore was fun, too. I just really love uh, ETBs and dealing with yeah. all sorts of like plus one, plus one counters because I, I love pain, apparently, and keeping track of board states and counters. So, yes. All those enter the battlefield. <laughs> yeah. Counters. Good times. <laughs> All right, to the listeners, what did you think of the Coven Counters pre-con? What did you think about our upgrade guide? Is there anything that we missed? That something that you would do differently? Let us know, as always, in the comments, on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you like to type stuff out. And, of course, a big shout-out to Channel Fireball, a new sponsor for the yes. show. Make sure you check out their Marketplace, which opens October 1st for the best prices on Magic cards across the board from verified sellers with real business licenses. Uh, big shout-out to Channel Fireball. We've obviously been working with them and alongside them for quite a long time, so it's great to join their family. And Ultra Pro as well for sponsoring the show. All of the products you see on game nights as well as the ones that we use. If you ever meet us at a Magic Fest, you're going to see us sleeved up with those amazing satin sleeves. Uh, not satin sleeves. You also have <laughs> Eclipse sleeves. Eclipse, yeah. I'm thinking of the satin tower. So it'll yeah. be in the satin tower <laughs> with the Eclipse sleeves. And all their, like, all their product they've had for the sets lately are just bomb. They have like the yeah. alcove cases with like Arlen Core for Midnight. Mm, nice. Um, everything has just been stellar and I'm super excited to see. Especially with all these new cool showcase arts, the Arlen Core art is incredible. Oh my gosh, so yes. Seeing that on the deck box is pretty fun. Uh, and of course, you know, we usually skip the end step for these episodes, but unless you have something, Ashlyn, to talk uh, about? Um, yeah, I guess I, I could do a quick end step. Yeah, let's hear it. Because uh, I think you could actually help me with this one because I don't know the name. But uh, outside <laughs> of the world of magic, uh, there is a wonderful uh, resource outside the world of magic, uh, and it's called Breathing. <laughs> yes. Breathing. Breathing. It's this wonderful thing we all can do. And um, recently I was introduced to a program that allows you to, that helps you with uh, breath work. Okay. Uh, you introduced me to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And. Um, Flowly? Yeah, Flowly. Yeah, Flowly. Great program. Um, so breathing obviously is one of the most important things that we do every day. Yes. <laughs> uh, and what a lot of people don't realize is that we have something called HRV, which is heart rate variability. And in times of stress or in times where our fight or flight responses and our brain are activated, our heart rate and the way that we breathe gets affected as well. And being able to control your breathing, being able to have some meditative moments, slow yourself down a little bit and control your heart rate variability is a very important thing to making sure that you're, you have more of an even keel on life, that you're not always sort of jumping from one anxious or stressful situation to the next. And what a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of us actually live in a heightened state of constant fight or flight mechanics. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it is driven by the constant pressure that we feel from social media, the, the endless news cycle that's always sort of telling us really scary and bad things. And, you know, I think being able to breathe and being able to control that lets you take yourself out of those situations a little more and recognize that we are humans and the thing that we do best is interact in the real world and not get stuck sort of in a digital sphere where we're not really in control of our environment or how things are. And I think if you're finding that you're feeling a little more anxious or stressed these days, a lot of people are, there's a lot going on in the world, take some time to learn about meditation, take some time to look at programs and apps like Flowly, F-L-O-W dot L-Y, mm, yeah. and take control of your life. Yeah. Uh, it's really easy. You breathe every single day and being able to control that is an excellent way to make sure that your mental health is feeling better than ever. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just taking a moment to pause with your breath, 
be present, grounding yourself, looking into uh, mindfulness. Yes. Uh, all of those things are what I've been doing lately outside the world of magic, and it has been incredible. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, both of us, we grew up without the internet for a short period of time, and then the internet was introduced into our lives. I think a lot of our listeners are as uh, are in the same boat. A lot of our listeners were born with the internet. It's important to realize that the internet is not the end-all, be-all. Uh, it is just another platform, another place to get information and all sorts of different things, but we shouldn't be letting it dictate our lives. And, of course, you're probably watching this on the internet <laughs> or using the internet to download this, Podcast. Well, you're watching. And that's totally okay. Uh, you know, obviously, we're an informational resource. We want to bring a little levity, brevity and, and levity into everyone's lives. Not brevity, levity. Uh, brevity would be if we had a really short podcast. But <laughs> take some time out. Don't forget that the internet is a tool for your use and you're in control of how you use it. So don't let it control you. Yeah. So uh, I guess for this, well, as we end this end step, I'll say uh, thank you for listening. And uh, yes, we I appreciate hope, your time. Yes. And I hope you take a moment today to uh, breathe. Very nice. And let's give a big thanks as well, because that's one of the great yes. parts about doing a podcast like this is giving thanks to our amazing team here at the Command Zone. Arthur Meadowcroft, Lady Danger Manson, Lundkrieg Blanchett, Ashlyn Rose, Alfred Asaka, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Patrick Nan, Jordan Pridgen, Sam Walder, Gaurav Galadi, and Truck, Truck Tai. to the team, Truck. And special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer as well. He does the Living Card animations that start our show on our YouTube channel, as well as sometimes live behind us here on set. You can find him on Twitter at LivingCardsMTG. All right, that's going to do it this week for everyone. Uh, thanks, Ashlyn, for doing the upgrade guide. It was a really fun one. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was great. Of course, absolutely. All right, everyone, take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.